Hey everyone, this is a new episode of Beirut Buzz. I hope you're all doing well. My guest today is the countertenor opera singer, uh, Matteo Khudr. So he has the most rare male voice ever. Um, he is also an actor, and we're going to see in a few what other talents he has hidden. Hi, Matteo. Hi, Dean. True, have you settled into the festive spirit yet? Uh, yes, yes, I'm trying to. Actually, it was a little bit uh, harsh this year. That, uh, no, the spirit is not here yet. <laughs> I'm trying to create it here. So, <laughs> slowly, slowly, but surely. So, or not yet? Actually, I want. I wanted to feel the the vibe. I know it was not getting here in Lebanon. It was very late, so I went to Athens for a week, and. Um, I, I was like very mesmerized by the, the Christmas vibes there and I brought it with me. So as soon as I got to Beirut, I did the tree, I set up the decorations in the house, I did the tree of my uncle, the tree of my parents. So it's like, Christmas is here. Thank you. Okay, amazing. <laughs> um, so speaking about your family, you grew up surrounded by music and art. Um, but your music journey officially started at your mom's birthday party, which is so cool. And I think everyone <laughs> wants to hear that story. Of course, yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was such a long time ago, Mishmaul. But you know, the thing is that I remember it really, really well because it it marked, and it was a turn turning point in my career and my life. Yeah, you know, it was not something very, very, uh, habitual. Yeah, you know, I was actually I was I was kind of big art. Big kid artist when I was a kid, when I was growing up, yani I was doing theater, I was doing ballet, I was doing um, peinture, I was painting, I was taking painting courses. I was very different from the kids uh, around me at school. And uh, my parents saw that actually, and they were, I come from a family uh, with... Uh, Mahaul and uh, with a very very educated background, both sides. So uh, these are people who traveled a lot, who've seen a lot, who inherited a lot of culture and education. So uh, it was uh, rare in Beirut to find someone who was encouraging art back then and encouraging music and encouraging um, all this field. Yani in, in, in a guy. So uh, since I was a kid, I was. Uh, taking piano lessons at home and then uh, painting lessons etc and singing was just a hobby i was doing it under the shower and in, in my house alone imitating voices from disney uh, voices of maria callas and uh, uh, all these amazing singers uh, that i used to hear uh, on sundays at home and I was surrounded by art, so uh, you know a kid is very influenced by everything that's happening around him. And uh, uh, later on, when I was uh, 16, 17, I was a kid of, of my generation, so I was trying to party a lot with my friends. I was I had a lot of friends at school. Uh, we were like doing fake IDs to go into nightclubs in Beirut, and Beirut was fantastic back then, really. I, mean, I had the most amazing uh, childhood ever. Uh, people were so... Beirut was rising a lot after the war, and uh, it had a lot of nightclubs everywhere, and a lot of... Uh, you know, you remember um, downtown Beirut when it was like booming. So mm. I was one of those people who were like uh, everyday... Uh, 
somewhere in downtown Beirut. Um, and this one time, I was my mom was doing her birthday in downtown Beirut in a in a in a, in a place, and uh, I was 17 years old, and I was uh, invited by my mom to 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 sing a song for her, etc. And I was doing it as a surprise actually, and uh, everybody, everybody, everybody was shocked because I they didn't expect to hear me sing with this voice, and and I I even didn't know what was this voice because I grew with it and uh, I was I was used to it but I didn't know that it was a country tenor voice so everybody was telling me wow this is amazing and two people came to me uh, at the end of the party and they told me that we need to do something together and they handed me their card and you know but with Lebanese people you're never sure so I was telling myself this is a big blah blah and it's not gonna uh, end anywhere so um, uh, a week later, they called me back and they told me to come to a studio with uh, uh, Guy Manoukian and uh, to try to, uh, to to record something in a studio. I was like, okay, let's go and try it. So I tried a few songs, we recorded them, and then apparently uh, the two guys were doing a, a very nice job behind the curtains and uh, they sent the uh, demo to a lot of producers in, uh, in Europe. So two months later, it was uh, summer. I get a call from uh, the people and uh, from the, the, the two guys, and they told me that uh, Universal Music France wanted to see me because they were very interested in the demo that uh, they sent. So I packed my bags with my mom. <laughs> I was super <laughs> excited. We went to Paris and we met the producers in Universal Music Studios, and uh, they handed me a contract. And actually, my, my hobby was becoming a job. Uh, by the minute so <laughs> i found myself at age 18 uh, moving to paris and uh, with a big contract this is how i started so at 18 you signed up uh, you signed with universal music yeah and you moved to france to study music as well and architecture right absolutely yeah so uh, you also worked in fashion there how yes. you oh my god you know a lot of things yeah yes. <laughs> yeah, I did my research. Um, how, how would you describe this whole experience, moving uh, to France at this young age? Yeah, this is actually my mom's biggest uh, fear, that uh, how, she, as a Lebanese mom, how did she let her son of 18 years old move alone to a city like Paris? She was like... Uh, I, I cannot imagine how I did this and I told her but the result is fine so aren't you happy she was like laughing a lot about it but she told me that if if the decision w was like now in these moments like to to, to do a, such a decision she was like no 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 I would have I wouldn't have done it anyway to the long story short is that uh, when you're in Paris like you're exposed to a lot of things and since I'm a very curious guy uh, and the decision and the, the the condition of my dad was, for me to do music, I was uh, I had to enroll uh, a serious between brackets uh, um, thing is that I have to continue my architectural study because at, at La Base I wanted to do I wanted to be an archaeologist, but he told me no, uh, being an archaeologist is not something that's gonna bring you money. And <laughs> but I, I I did I did opera studies instead. So <laughs> anyway. Um, I did architecture at the same time as the conservatoire, so I was learning music 
there so there i discovered that i was a countertenor that my voice was called countertenor voice and so i was studying the countertenor voice how who was the most famous countertenors what is the repertoire and you know in paris since i'm a very curious guy you're you're exposed to a lot of things you're exposed the art art is everywhere museums are everywhere and since i did the fine arts in paris les beaux-arts so I I was always between the museums and uh, fashion is on the street. You have the biggest fashion weeks ever. So my mom saw this attraction to towards fashion and she told me that she has some contacts there so I can be an assistant buyer. So it was a fantastic two years of my life. I was while doing the the while doing my architectural study and my opera studies i was in my time of doing assistant buyer so i had access to all the biggest names on earth like we're doing the dior defile lanvin um, uh, john galliano uh, emmanuel angaro we were doing all the shows and the parties etc so i really uh, was enjoying myself because i was discovering a lot of things meeting a lot of interesting people at a very young age and uh, this brought me where i am actually so yeah this is kind of an education a street mm-hmm. education it sounds so fun actually yeah it was um, so fun so um you're an artist and let's talk a bit about the inspiration um you once said that you're mainly inspired by travels visuals and experiences rather than key figures in music mm-hmm. uh, so what's one experience you've lived and that has inspired you so much uh, okay actually there was uh, two big events in my life that marked me a lot uh, 10 years ago when the voice france started and everybody was telling me you have to do the voice you have to do the voice i wasn't interested at all to do the voice i thought that i had no message to deliver i my my only message to deliver was like my voice my countertenor voice but i had no hidden message to deliver no story yet no not so much experience lived to tell something so i was not uh, i was not answering the call of the voice and then uh, my mom got cancer four years ago it was very 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 hard for us and um, to see this wonderful woman very very young very energetic very very positive very uh, she's a laughing lady like she laughs all the time and uh, to see this this big big figure of my life like uh, really falling into pieces and uh, suffering a lot and it uh, i was really really very down and i thought that uh, music was the only way to for me to, to to have the salvation you know it was very hard for me but when i was singing uh, back then i was really 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 singing for her so uh, and she healed and she she was amazing and she dealt with it uh, in a in a very glorious and very strong way and uh, then there was the, the The, the Beirut revolution and uh, when I came back to Beirut and I was seeing Beirut falling apart I was like oh my god what's happening um, and I needed to do something so I was on the street every day uh, it was one of the best moments of our lives to, to 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 have this this big wave of hope finally coming with this big unity and etc and I was on the street every day and then the voice called me and they told me we need you absolutely to come and represent your country I was like okay now I'm ready and I left this but I was really feeling guilty actually to leave the street and to go there and I told myself no my revolution actually 
my kind of revolution is to be on the stage of the voice and I want I want to make everybody turn and because Lebanese people and all Lebanese diaspora around the world will be needing this I'm sure if it's going to be new, good news for them I hope because I didn't know anything back then that if the ju- jury was going to turn or not so I left the street and I went to do the blind audition at the voice and it happened the four the four juries um, four judges turned and it was a big moment for Lebanon it was a big moment for me and I was actually this was the biggest moment actually these two uh, events my mom and the revolution gave me you know this strength to go and represent my country and give my country good news actually after all all of this voila I love how you phrased it my kind of revolution is to be on stage um, <laughs> so you did participate in season 9 of The Voice and yeah. Your blind edition. It's amazing. You completely amazed the jury and the audience. Thank you. Um, thank you so much. You you um set it at battle stage. Yeah. Um, do you think the song choice of Lara Fabian put you at a disadvantage because you sing a song of that, course, that of you course. from in a genre and I'm actually but I'm not trying usually. genre is not when they called me I was at the hotel room and they called me they told me Lara Fabian chose this song for you to do it with a duet with Marco I was like come on guys sorry a whole new world in English I was like really guys but how do you want to how do you want me to sing it in a countertenor voice or in a normal pop voice they told me no 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 we're gonna decide later I was really hoping that they were gonna choose the countertenor voice or at least both voices no they they and she was very not not, not very sure actually. Lara Fabian was not very sure about the, the choice of the song and uh, but the production told them that they couldn't do anything. They already signed the copyrights and 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 they couldn't sh- uh, choose another song at the last minute. So I was doomed actually. And I, I, I gave what I had to give and I did what I had to do. And I knew it from the beginning that the, it was it was not going to work because I've, I've been chosen. And actually what was very frustrating is that during the rehearsals of A Whole New World, uh, of this of the battles, I was already preparing with the production house the next step, which was a huge bomb artistic wise. I was going to sing uh, We Are the Champions of Freddie Mercury oh. and Queen, but with a countertenor voice with a whole rock band. And it was so frustrating to leave the stage while I, I didn't show the people what I was capable of. And it was very frustrating for me, but I, I'm, I'm very sport. <laughs> so... <laughs> But if I could perform this song, you did not you did not perform with the rock band somewhere else. Actually, I did it. This is why oh, I was wow. very very happy. A few years ago, I will, I signed the contract when I when I came back to Lebanon. I used to live in Paris for ten years and then in Genève uh, for two years. And I decided to come back to Lebanon, uh, and uh, I, I I've signed a contract with uh, with the music hall. So I did uh, for a year and a half shows in musical. I was the opening act, and uh, the first year I was doing a Freddie Mercury show. So uh, we are the champion was part of the show, and it was really fantastic with the country tenor voice and the rock band. Coming up with this, I'd like to ask on the Voice France. Uh, do you encourage 
opera singers to participate in the voice because usually يعني, judges most of the time they think you know, they do not have enough experience behind genre to to guide the talent absolutely so, you said it i don't encourage uh, opera singers mm-hmm. what they liked about me is the countertenor versatile voice the the bearded look the muscled look the manly look with the contrast with the very thin and ethereal voice that i had so they wanted this whole product these these kind of shows are really shows for entertainment for for emotions etc but if you think that you're going to win only by with your voice it's not going to work and if an opera singer is going to sing uh, there if he has nothing else to offer they don't have the experience to lead an opera singer they want something else they don't have it Mm-hmm. This is so sad. It no. is, it is. But there are opera singer, opera singers competitions that are not very marketed for the grand public. But they only want the effect for everything that's grand public. They want a huge effect, like I did. They wanted this effect, and later on, they didn't care about what's happening. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. um, if we want to move away from music, mm. um, you're also a painter, and you own a home deco gallery. Um, yeah. I think it's called Nomad Home Art. Wow, you did your homework. <laughs> <laughs> so where did this passion for fine art come from? Actually, for me, being an artist is being a complete artist. It does not come in a box, you know. So if you, ha- if you are a singer, you can also be a painter. It does not alienate the fact that you can be a good decorator or you can... I have, I have something, you know, I have too much talents in me that I need to... Uh, I need... I need them to perform everywhere. Like, uh, for example, the, we had this passion. I have a passion for Orient. You know, I'm a Levantine guy. I come from the Levant. I've, I've been raised in a Greek, uh, Turkish, Lebanese family uh, of many origins. So uh, this this whole passion uh, of the, the, the art artifacts, les artisanats, etc. It, it came came it came also um, when I was a kid. So because I was raised in this home. And um, the thing is that Lebanon gave me a lot, a lot, a lot for me to, to be passionate about. For example, uh, all the artifacts, the artisanal, archaeology, the history, Baalbek, the museums, the, uh, they, they nourished me. And Paris actually gave me the, 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 the strength for me to embrace it. So when I came back to Lebanon, I went actually to, to for a visit to Istanbul and I was really mesmerized by the country, mesmerized by the culture. And then uh, I have a very good friend of mine who became my partner in Nomad and we decided actually to, to, to have this uh, online gallery uh, together and to bring artifacts from the Orient Uh, to to the people around us and uh, with a very affordable price and a very high quality. So, um, voila. So this is uh, our passion for Nomad. Uh, came from a passion inside of us, actually. We were decorating our houses, her and I, and uh, we we ended up decorating people's houses. So it's great to have uh, the customers very happy and to find, actually, when you go into a house and you find your product there displayed, it's amazing. Um, do you do you listen to music when you paint? Yeah, yeah, all the time, all the time, all the time. I listen to music actually all the time. When I get dressed, when I take my shower, when I when I paint, when I uh, when I work on my computer, when I do a lot of things, I, I I listen to music. Music is always here, and not necessarily opera or baroque music. Nice. Okay. <laughs> um, 
so another hobby uh, that you have is acting. You played the role of Alex in um, in Khabsa. Uh, I, I love this character. Um, this was your first experience as an actor. How was it? Did you love it? Uh, actually, I, I loved it so much and um, I was a little bit afraid of uh, how it started. Uh, it started actually with a phone call. I was uh, I was here in Beirut uh, working on a project and I was like uh, getting this phone call from a random person telling me that uh, there is a part in a Lebanese movie that's uh, being written and uh, uh, they think that they need me for the part. I was like, okay, Lebanese movie, I'm not a big fan. Um, so I'm not a big connoisseur of the Lebanese movies. So I, we all know the the big, huge hit movies from Nadine Labaki and the West Beirut uh, and, and, and. But, uh, you know, like uh, a lot of Lebanese movies, they don't attract me at all. So I was like, okay, uh, I don't know. Uh, just send me the script and I'll see. It was my first phone call as an actor for an actor experience. So I was like, okay, they sent me the script. I was reading it. Line, I was like, oh my god, but the character looks like me a lot. So it looks like my personality. I don't even have to really, really act or embrace another personality for this. So uh, I went there for the casting and they told me actually, uh, they gave me some lines to read and I was like reading them very spontaneously because I'm a very spontaneous person and I really speak by the uh, with the heart. So I was like, uh, trying to do some trials and they were like falling in love with the character and they told me no 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 no, we need you absolutely and uh, you are really the alex that we want and it all started like that and actually they liked they liked my my character so much like how i was playing it that they asked me to do a lot of spontaneous uh, acting too and to add into the person uh, to, to the personage i was like okay so alex was a little bit between matteo and uh, what they wrote so it was a fabulous experience, and what came after it because I was—he's playing a gay character, and you know, in this, in this uh, uh, part of the world, uh, being gay uh, out and about is not very, 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 very well welcome. So I was like uh, trying to cope with the fact that I might get bullied. <laughs> I was like, no. Actually, all the reviews were fantastic. There's no, not one single critique uh, uh, concerning Alex or uh, or my personal life. Or I didn't get, you know, any hate messages or anything. So, I was very proud of the work, and I was very proud of the uh, of the uh, aftermath of the movie. The effect was amazing. We we won a, um, we won an award in Brussels, the film festival. We traveled all together. We went to Dubai for the screening. It was really really good to see all these people laughing in the in the um, cinema yes. and the, in the movie theater yeah. and then uh, during the lockdown it got viral again because we signed a contract with Netflix so it was on Netflix so so in during lockdown uh, uh, everybody was on Netflix and we signed on with Netflix so the movie got uh, a big boost and Khapsa uh, went back again uh, hitting everybody and we got messages a lot of messages and a lot of compliments so we were very happy about it Actually, yeah, I watched it during lockdown. <laughs> um, so, um, uh, do you have any Christmas concerts coming up? Uh, Actually, yeah, uh, talking about the actor thingy, the, uh, I just played uh, a part in uh, in, a, in a series now. Now it's on Shahid. And we're very proud of it because it's really, really, really amazingly done. It's called Shatia Beirut. So I have a, I have a small part, but... Uh, 
they, they, they loved Alex so much. Can you imagine that they gave me an empty script and they told me, this is the character that we want. You put whatever you want, you say whatever you want. It's amazing. So depending on the situation, I was really very spontaneous in my script. And uh, it, it, it started airing uh, on the 28th of November and people are like stopping me on the street, at the gym and parking lots and everywhere. So telling me that it, I know it's, it's a very, very small uh, part and it's not a huge part. I'm the, I'm the assistant of, uh, of uh, une tenancière de maison close, uh, of a bordel. So uh, it's very funny and because the, 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 the series is very dramatic and it's very sad and I'm adding the, the funny part. So everybody's very happy about that. So yeah, 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 it's going on really well. I'm very happy. Or uh, it's, it's going to come up on Shahid soon. It is on Shahid, actually. It is on Shahid. Okay. It's called Shatia Beirut. It's, it has a lot of big names and it's uh, done by Sabah Media. Really, really, very, 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 very good series. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> it's really nice. I'm going to watch it right after the, the interview. Matteo, um, thank you so much for joining us today. This was a very lovely conversation. Um, anytime, Lean Anjad, anytime. anytime. And for the Christmas concerts, yeah, I have two scheduled. Um, on the 19th of uh, December, I'm uh, part of Beirut Chance Festival, so I'm going to be singing in Beirut Zoo in Ajami Square with, the, with a, a beautiful orchestra. We're going to be singing Christmas carols and uh, Baroque music. And on the 23rd, I'm the guest of uh, the Lebanese Philharmonic Orchestra, uh, and I'm going to be singing with uh, the big uh, Tarab singer Sumaya Balbaki and the Philharmonic Orchestra, the 23rd in Église um, Saint-Joseph uh, in Mono. Voilà. Okay. Um... Yes, um, uh, so we will link uh, the concerts in the description. And by all chance, is um, is uh, free, uh, uh, of free course. event. So um, for everyone who would like to attend and hear Matteo sing uh, on stage, you can um, check the description below and reserve your tickets as soon as uh, you can. Thank you, Matteo, so much for joining us. Thank you, really, uh, really, for the interest and the questions and the lovely interview. Really, you're amazing. Um, so this is it, everyone. We will catch up next Tuesday. Stay tuned.